Next. 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 What's next? One hour. The top ten stories of the week. According to them, El Jefe and J-Dubs. Next is now. I'm El Jefe, and I think dogfighting really isn't that bad. I'm J-Dubs, and I know cockfighting isn't either. Especially if there's no roosters involved. Everything. Everything for you revolves around penis. Especially your mouth with the weekend. Hey! Welcome to Next Cast 4. Will one of these headlines be the number one story of the week? Possible proof NASA faked the moon landing. Fat is contagious. The National Betting Association. The details in these stories, where they're going to rank in this week's top 10, are all with us, El Jefe and J Dubs. It's all next. Of course, we hosted the Hideout and Next on the Hideout 106.7 WJFK, also Real Radio 104.1 Orlando. We did Next for a couple of weeks in New York, Mm -hmm. and our last pod broadcast was on XM202, the virus. You can download that right now. Go to myspace.com slash nextradio. You can see what the next top 10 on 202 were. Also, you got nextradiofans.com where you can get the entire hideout library. Download that. Fullblownaids.com, ronfez.net, so many other places, but those are the main ones for now. J-Dubs, the next cast starts now. Next. Story number 10. Now, Dubs, I know for a fact you don't know a lot about this story because you've been working your daytime job. Yes. So allow me to to fill you in on this one. Two helicopters collide over Phoenix. They crashed while covering a police chase on live television, killing four people on board. Both of the helicopters went down in a park in central Phoenix, caught fire. No one on the ground was hurt. TV viewers did not actually witness the accident because cameras aboard both aircraft were pointed at the ground. But they saw images of one of the helicopters break up and spin before the station abruptly switched to the studio. How do you cut away from that? You're the news. You keep it right on that. you got to know. Well, we have the next download of it. You'll hear it. Mm-hmm. But you'll hear them cut away to the anchor back in the studio. As they're cutting away, listen in the background as you can hear a man scream in his final seconds on Earth. It's chilling, dude. You haven't heard it yet. I've listened to it a couple of times. Uh, you can find this, I'm sure, on Drudge. Uh, that's where I got this from. But here is this next download, J-Dubs. Next download. Uh, again, do we know if this truck is stolen? No, have no idea. All I know is uh, what Firebird reported to me, that uh, apparently uh, the police pulled this vehicle over, and uh, the vehicle then backed into the cruiser. There were no injuries to the police, and just simply took off, and that's how this uh, all ensued. And uh, it looks like they're probably just going now to let this going thing into a parking play lot. out. Stop. We'll yeah, see what happens here. Much he further. has stopped. This may be the end of this thing. Well, he's taking okay, off, he's running. Okay, off. now it's a foot chase. Okay, now he's jumping to another, another vehicle. vehicle. Okay, okay. All right, they're closing open, in. Please. Looks okay. like they've. Oh, we're, we're gonna pull out. We don't. We don't. Uh, we don't know what has just happened right there. It looks like the police oh, yeah, you can have hear closed right in, in on him. We don't know uh, what exactly has transpired between the police. 
Stay with ABC 15 News. We will bring you more information as we get it. Also, check our website for updates, abc15.com. Now, Check our website and sign up as a pallbearer. Now, Do here, that, too. Here's what's interesting, though. The anchor doesn't exactly know what's going on, and there's the music's tailing off. If you watch the video, you can see her look up and then kind of point down, like, what just happened there? What's going on? But she doesn't really know. She just thinks for some reason, you know, they lost the picture. Now, once again, listen for this chilling scream in the background, man. This is pretty messed up. We don't know what has just happened right there. It looks like the police. How do you laugh at that? How do you? Why are you laughing? I really want to know why you're laughing. I, I found the scream funny. It's not funny. That's a guy, his last moments on earth. And I love how you can't stop business, even for someone dying on the air. Right. You got to keep on going with it. And, and there's two helicopters, mm-hmm. two separate stations. Mm-hmm. Why were they so close together? I know they're both following the same car chase, but there's pilots in both of them that aren't really supposed to be paying attention to the car chase as much as what's going on around them. Right, exactly. We don't know what has just happened right there. It looks like. Dude, that's chilling, man. I don't know why you laugh and chuckle like it's something funny. Because I want to. I, guess. I laugh because I want. Within a minute, other stations with helicopters in the area began reporting the crash. Here is another reporter's reaction to what ended up happening. Next download. Holy crap! Oh no! Oh Jesus! Oh God! Oh my gosh! Hey! Oh my God! Channel 15 and Channel 3 just had a mid-air collision. They're in the park. Oh, oh man! Oh Jesus! Keep it together, bro! Oh my gosh! Oh. Sounds like he's taking a dump. Six towers. Guy walks in. Just had a mid-air collision over here at the park. Two helicopters. Two helicopters down. Give this man a podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, it's Channel 3. <laughs> That's, Dude. Uh, what? Listen to uh, this ass. Channel 3. And I don't know who else. Channel 3. I don't know who else was. Uh, oh, my it looks like Channel 3, and I don't know the other helicopter, possibly Channel 15. Oh, my God. Oh, oh man. Okay. 12, I got you inside. I'm just, I'm just off your nose. Yeah, I'm good. I just watched that whole thing. I'm good. I'm off your nose. I'm, I'll get back with you. I think, it was, I think it was Scott. What was he broadcasting to? That was live on the air. Yeah, but that was, what, was it no- radio? Was it TV? No, that was-, was television. He was in a helicopter. He oh, also, too, okay. was in another helicopter. You had like four stations flying around following this one guy. Okay, okay. So now, I, didn't, I didn't know where he was, what he was doing. I, I thought he was on the ground or something running. Now, I, that's what it sounded like. As far as what I have when I pulled the audio from, this guy was also in a helicopter and watched it happen. Now, I will admit, the first little part, and if you wanted to edit together <laughs> and think of it in a gay way, it could be slightly entertaining. Holy crap! Oh, no! Oh, Jesus! <laughs> oh, God! Oh, my gosh! So, I'm just going to say, you know, whatever. If you That's where you put in the humor slant, Dubs, not when you're hearing the guy scream for his life. Again, story number 10, the two helicopters colliding over Phoenix. Let's get to why they were actually 
who they were following. Christopher Jones, 23 years old. He has a criminal record. He was on parole. He had driven, I guess, maybe even possibly carjacked a construction truck, fled a traffic stop, driving erratically, hit several cars, driving on the sidewalk at times. Right before that crash, he had barricaded himself inside of like a warehouse for about three hours. They finally bring him out, and he says, I wasn't on a crime spree. It was an accident. I didn't even know what I was doing. I blanked out, dude. (laughs) That's literally what he said to CBS 5. Do you think he feels at all responsible for these uh, people hitting each other? Well, I will say this. He has been charged for two counts of vehicle theft, four counts of aggravated assault on a police officer, one count of resisting arrest. Other charges expected to be filed, including possibly being held responsible for the deaths of the four television station you employees. Can't, you can't hold him responsible. So these pe- it's, it's the news being such ambulance chasers anymore. They really need to calm down when it comes to uh, jumping in these helicopters and having so many in this little airspace. They know it's dangerous. They go up there and they don't care. I'm a sucker for chase videos too. But there has to be some kind of cutoff point. Like, all right, one helicopter in the air chases. Everybody carries a feed. I'm completely with you. I don't think you can blame this guy for this. That is completely on the stations, and not to be a complete a-hole about it, but it's on the helicopter pilots. Yeah. Because you said it earlier, they're not supposed to be looking at the car, they're supposed to be looking out for each other. I know they have to follow that car, so they're kind of looking at the car, and so they know which way they're flying, but... You gotta keep your head on a swivel up there, especially when you know there's all these other helicopters doing the same thing you're doing, so you know that you are in the area of four, maybe five different helicopters. And again, they're chasing the sensational, like you said. Essentially ambulance chasers. I will tell you this too, with the way that radio and television stations are now, I am sure someone in either one of those stations were like, oh my god, look at the web traffic we are getting today. This is bigger than whenever we get a link up on FARC. This is huge. And they still had the ads. All their ads were still all over the pages. They didn't didn't take down the ads when covering the stories of their own employees dying. Of course you don't take down those ads. You have to have them there. I will say this. You actually bump up the premium on them. I will say this. I am happy that Richie didn't go play basketball with his fat friend because he could have been taken in this and then we really would have had something to be sad about. I forgot that's why he was afraid of flying. Richie! Next, 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 next story number nine. MySpace says that they have found more than 29,000 registered sex offenders with profiles on their social networking website, more than four times the number they cited about two months ago, according to officials earlier this week. North Carolina got a lot of the information. They wanted to know how many registered sex offenders were using this website along with where they live. Initially, after withholding the information, citing federal privacy laws, MySpace began sharing the information after the states filed the formal legal requests. 29,000, that's not really that bad. When you consider how many 
people are on MySpace. When I when I look at my network of people, and there's what tens of uh, millions or I don't even know how that works. Yeah, there's a lot of people on MySpace. Twenty nine thousand in comparison is not that bad. I know when I've signed up for MySpace, I didn't have to click a box saying I'm a registered sex offender. So I don't know really how they're figuring this out. I guess maybe via emails, via the names that get put in, and maybe they match that up against something else. Maybe they look at the IP address. and I don't know how that technical jargon works. I'd assume they have some sort of a way to uh, decipher it all. I will say this. If sex offenders can't go on the internet, where can they go nowadays? Because they're not allowed to have quote-unquote regular jobs. Some towns are now saying you can't live in our town. Well, yeah, they're making like little shanty town areas for sex offenders where they all live together. It just kind of seems wrong. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, if you've done your time and you've served your debt to society, at the very least, you should be able to go to MySpace. If you want to go buy a toy... I don't think you should be working at a toy shop, but now, if, if you are, are found in a Toys R Us buying uh, a stuffed animal, let's not jump to conclusions here. Let's make this perfectly clear, though. Not all sex offenders are pedophiles. There are, yes, there are. rapists I'm of, not af- of the normal kind, quote-unquote. I'm not afraid of offending sex offenders. All of them are pedophiles. I say they go to the new website that I've just found, Trig. T-R-I-G dot com. It's really badass. A buddy of ours, Garrett, turned me on to it. Trig dot com slash next radio. And you can hear a little demo. I mean, you're already listening to the show now. But it's a lot sleeker and cooler than MySpace. It maybe could become a little haven for these guys. Or go to my yearbook where I go. That would be Now, a- that <laughs> seems like the one where you definitely have a lot of sex offenders going. Dubs, you were wondering how they identified these guys. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a difficult thing where, you know, maybe they can go through IP addresses and everything, but maybe it's kind of a guessing game because they posted, I think, basically all of their uh, MySpace addresses. Yeah. I'm going to say this for sex offenders. They aren't very discreet. Mm-hmm. They uh, tend to just throw right out there. Hey, I like to put my penis in children. Uh, w- I got to isolate that, bro. <laughs> www.myspace.com slash Hansen, which isn't... You know, Chris Hansen? Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, Myspace.com slash preteen precum. <laughs> I don't find that one to be very discreet at all. Uh, Myspace.com slash... Uh, age of consent is for sissies. So yeah, I guess if that's going to be your MySpace URL, there's going to be an issue. Yeah, myspace.com slash don't tell your dad, which is always good advice. And this guy, he's kind of a pimp. Myspace.com slash train bra trainer, where he just kind of... Training bra trainer? Yeah, he, he takes <laughs> the girls with the train bras and trains them. I will say... You got to go with something more discreet, and that's why this one's still on MySpace, because I think they missed one. MySpace.com slash JDubs517. Hey, I like to put my penis in children. Next. Next. Story number number eight. President Bush has polyps removed in a routine cancer test. Next. Download. Good evening. For only the third time in history, a U.S. president voluntarily turned over power to the vice president, however briefly. President Bush made that unusual move so he could undergo an increasingly common medical procedure, a colonoscopy. Joey Chen is at the White House tonight with more on the President's Day and on what doctors found. Joey. 
well aware of what lay ahead. The president planned for... Wait a second, was that guy's name Joey Schnitt? I don't know, was it? <laughs> Joey Schnitt is at the White House tonight uh, with more on the president's day and on what doctors found. Joey. Well aware of what lay ahead, the president planned for the transfer of power before he underwent today's brief procedure. And just about two hours after turning power over to Vice President Cheney, Mr. Bush was back in charge, taking a walk at Camp David this morning with his chief of staff and his loyal friend Barney after doctors removed five small growths from his large intestines. In a procedure that's now recommended for millions of Americans over 50, Mr. Bush underwent a routine colonoscopy. Typically done under light sedation, doctors use a flexible probe outfitted with a tiny camera at one end to examine the patient's large intestine for any abnormal growth or bleeding. Today, the president's doctors found and removed the five polyps, each less than a centimeter wide, and shortly afterwards, his spokesman told reporters none of them appeared worrisome. In other words, cancerous. I've had it done, and I don't think he really needed it. I just think he was looking for a way to get high. Because I remember when I did my colonoscopy, it was the greatest high that I have ever had. You think that the president would take a camera and fingers up the ass to get high? Looking at his history and looking how much he quote-unquote can't do that stuff anymore because he's the president and he's born again... I think he welcomes a colonoscopy because it allows him to get into that altered state. Yep. I will say I'm looking forward to my next one. I am not lying to you. I enjoyed my colonoscopy so much because it was like a combination of morphine and Valium that they gave me. And remember I tried to do the show that night, mm-hmm. and I was so high, and I shouldn't have, and it took me nearly 24 hours to recover from the drugs. This guy's out walking an hour later. That just means that his tolerance is oh, high. Yeah. You, you, you need, uh, you need uh, heavy sedation and heavy uh, drugs to get this guy out for more than 40 minutes. Imagine the power that that doctor has. Like, just be in the doctor's position where there you have the leader of the free world and his ass staring at you, and you know that you're going to invade him. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times they got to... You gotta grease things up first. You don't just put the camera in. You gotta you gotta work it just like if you're with your chick. Do you think uh, President Bush being a jokester and being high at the time was just making jokes of invading and uh, different stuff? I guarantee that guy I'm Iraq. <laughs> Go ahead. And, Go and, ahead. You're, and you're us. I don't know, he could have been. I mean it's very well possible. I mean he was high, you never know. And the fact that Dick Cheney is in charge for these two hours. I'm surprised he didn't blow something up just to show that, hey, I'm in charge for a little bit and this is what would happen. I do begin to wonder when it comes to Cheney, what are we going to find out in like 10 years that he did for these two hours? Because they say in an article that I read that he just read a book, but I doubt it. I'm sure all of a sudden... Yeah, Mein Kampf. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he was reading. <laughs> Halliburton stock went through the roof. Something happened where, you know, this cat didn't just sit around for two hours. Oh, and then you got to see that Cheney had an operation, too, to replace the battery in his heart. <laughs> so if there was ever a guy... He's a robot. Uh-huh, that was Darth Vader. It is so incredibly appropriate because his defibrillator needed a new battery, so they actually had to crack his chest and get in there. So what did they find in his uh, ass? Uh, five polyps. Non-cancerous. No exit strategy. That wasn't up there? No exit strategy except for fecal matter. I, I, you know, I think he's constipated. I don't think there's any exiting going on in the Bush family. The other thing that they found uh, was Alberto Gonzalez's soul. 
that poor son of a bitch. And I don't know, he must have sold his soul to Bush because... All right, he sold his soul to Bush, and Bush does what? Puts it up his ass? That doesn't make any sense. Where else is he going to put it? It's got to be somewhere, because you look at Alberto Gonzalez in front of Congress, and he is soulless. That's just a bag of uh, skin and bones sitting up there lying the whole time. Do you think that's the cave where bin Laden's been hiding? There are YouTube videos <laughs> where, where they have the videos of colonoscopies, and all of a sudden there's bin Laden's head voting, uh, floating to you. Now, all together now, what else did they find in Bush's ass when mm. they looked? his head next next story number seven volunteers wanted to be stung by jellyfish norwegian researchers are calling for a bold non-hairy humans to bear their arms to be stung by jellyfish in the name of science they're testing a new sunscreen and they want to see whether or not it works Mm -hmm. so you would have one arm with the sunscreen on another with it not and you get stung on both by jellyfish, and then they would go uh, do the research from there and put together the study. So far, only five people have come forward and said they're willing to do this. You know, I'm pretty hard up for money. I'll do if it. it. If it was uh, going on here in Tampa, I would be, probably be over there. I don't know how much they're paying for it. Have you ever done a study before, been a part of a study? No, I've thought of it, though. I I've, have. Have you? Yeah. I was part of the study for Celebrex. In East Lansing, we were there. It involved me taking some Celebrex or the placebo. I never found out which one it was. I'd assume it's the placebo because it didn't really work for me. I said that I had elbow problems, which I do from baseball. Mm-hmm. So I took the Celebrex. I'd come in occasionally. They'd take my blood and make sure everything was cool. And I believe I ended up getting about 150 bucks for it. And how much time of the, uh, your life did it take out of you? Total, as far as sitting in waiting rooms and with doctors and just chatting with people, I mean, it probably couldn't have been more than an hour and a half. Really? Yeah, it was very easy. I mean, total. I mean, it was. Uh, I think I went back five or six times, but it was real fast. Hey, I'm here. Draw my blood. Do this. All right, here we go. That's it. Wow. And you're done. And I got 150 bucks for it. See, I used to give plasma. That's as, my, as far as I went to uh, do that kind of stuff. Uh, there is a plasma center right in uh, East Lansing when we were living there. You only got like 20 bucks for the first time during the week and then 25 for the second time that week. So I would do it twice a week and that'd be, uh, you know, uh, 45, 50 bucks every week extra for you. I never even thought about that. We should be doing that too. I haven't found one out here yet. There's one right by our place, actually. It is there. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, it's like right across the street, dude. You want to hey. go? Yeah, you're hearing uh, one of the saddest things ever between a couple of former broadcasters who are now podcasters. Next casters, if you will. The saddest thing that I've ever done for money is trained to be a wedding DJ. <laughs> I did that when I very first moved to Michigan and I couldn't find a radio job. And I've never felt lower in my life trying to get people to do the chicken dance. Yeah. I was supposed to train three times. I trained twice and said, this isn't for me. Don't ever call me again. I'm not coming out and doing this. Because I just it, it's not my personality. No, I, I don't think I'd be able to do it either. I, I've uh, thought about doing that kind of stuff, and it never really clicked with me where, like, okay... I think I'm going to be able to do it. I think I'm going to be able to bullshit a happy, thank God you two are married type attitude for three hours. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Now, one thing I did to make money as an, when I was an intern for a rock radio station, we'd get all these CDs in. A lot of people wouldn't 
want the CDs. They'd be kind of crappy or, you know, we'd have a shitload of the new POD. <laughs> so I would take a box of the POD CDs and go around and sell them to uh, CD stores. So, like, I would, you know, I would only get, like, five bucks per CD, but I'd have, like, 20 CDs, you know? So I'd get, like, a hundred bucks, I'd have to go to many different stores because I didn't want them to think, you know... So illegal. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they they even say, like, promo on them, and they have, like, the hole punched through the barcode, but the places didn't care. Dude, you don't want satellite? Why not? Why are you selling all this? This is a great CD. Now, as far as studies go, how much money would it take for you to do something like you're going to have to cup a man's balls? How much money would you uh, would you take for that? How long do I have to cup the balls? I don't know. Like an hour. And it's a study. Mm-hmm. Medical. Right, in the name of science, <laughs> I would cup balls for 50 bucks. You'd do it for a meal of Burger King right now. Don't even lie. I don't even like Burger King. <laughs> what about purposely have your arm broken to test a new cast? Oh, that would that one would have to be like 300 Only 300 bucks? Well, they're... they're Putting a cast on it, they're taking care to of it. To break an arm? They're to taking go care of the it. pain of breaking an arm, $300? They're taking care of it, so I don't have to worry about the medical expenses. How about handle the snake that's eating a frog? You no faggot. money. No money in the world would have been. <laughs> Just real quick, this, right. this happened the day before this next cast was uh, prepared. We're hanging out at our place. Dubs comes running inside and just get done taking a dump. Hefe, you gotta come see this. Oh my god. I go out on our porch underneath our grill is what appeared to be some odd mutant of a half lizard, half snake. So I'm like, dude, go outside. Look at that. And Dubs goes outside and I lock the sliding glass door on him. And he got so pissed like a little girl. It was actually a little garden snake that was in the process of eating a frog. It so, looked like one of those boglins, you know, those little uh, those little uh, puppet goblin things that you would uh, get as a kid. Dub's like, dude, you got to go handle this. You got to go handle this. I'm like, nah, it's not bothering me. I'm watching Flight of the Concords. Go handle it yourself, you puss. What time's your chick get home? I don't know. She'll be home in the next 30 minutes. I, ca- I can't wait that long, dude. I can't do it. So finally, my chick gets home. I'm like, Dub's needs you to go outside to handle something. So she goes outside and just sweeps the harmless little garden snake outside of the porch with a broom, or actually with a Swiffer, while Dubs cowers in the corner, uh, afraid of this thing eating him. By the way, it couldn't have bitten you because it had a frog in its mouth. But when your chick sweeped it outside, it regurgitated the frog. So you didn't even let it eat its food? No. So it could have bitten me because it was so pissed that it had to uh, puke up its uh, frog. You're such an ass. And you're a puss, and I've never seen a grown man cower the way you cower. Oh, wait, you haven't you haven't seen yourself in the mirror when a spider comes around? I, I'm you not a big fem. I'm, oh yeah, all of a sudden trying to turn this around on me. Hey, that's all my one way, fear. My I one fear. Saw how you acted. A six foot two, hundred and forty pound man. <laughs> hundred and forty pounds, about a one seventy. <laughs> Scared shitless by a snake, you sissy. Next, next, next. What's next? <laughs> Moving through next cast four on the way. Domes for me, Ma, and Papa. And also K U N T TV. And their possible programming lineup. We got all that coming up for you. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. All that's next.
MySpace.com slash Next Radio. Friday, I'm Mike Ryder. Michael and Bonnie are trapped in a woman's prison with only one way out. They get killed. Then the misfits of science must team up with a super secret agent or die spying. About the spy business. Is this the usual thing or what? And on Miami Vice, Crockett gets a chance to bust G. Gordon Liddy. It's the American dream. Friday. Dub's glad to have some old friends back helping make the next cast possible. That's our buddies at MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E. It's a whole new service now. Before they sold toys and stuff like that, now they're specializing in bringing video entertainment, essentially, to your mobile phone. Yeah, I call it your compact jack. You know, you're going out, uh, you're leaving town for a little bit, you're going on an airplane, going to the bathroom... And you got it right there from MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E. Imagine, too, if you were stuck, like, on the tarmac, and that could literally pass the time. Here's how it works. You got to have your mobile phone, and you log on to the internet through your mobile phone. Like everyone has it now. Like everyone can now. You type in MidnightMonkey.com, night, N-I-T-E, and then, bam, you hit go search, and you can enjoy. You can get your jack on wherever you want to. Check out our buddies. We appreciate them supporting the next cast. Again, that's MidnightMonkey.com. you got to use your mobile phone. This Christmas, Pepsi would like to help you celebrate the holidays with a chance of winning a present from Mario in the Pepsi Nintendo Holiday Game, where you could win one of thousands of terrific Nintendo prizes, like these action sets, game packs, and best of all, the sensational new Game Boy. So hurry up and play before it's all over. Look for details on how to win your Nintendo prize wherever you see these Pepsi holiday displays. What do you get when you cross Godzilla? Siegfried and Roy. And the Martini. Shaken, not stirred. So, Macau. Huh? Ask a stupid question. Get a stupid answer. <laughs> stupid bitch. So, Macau.com. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. It's the most addictive kind of cocaine and it can kill you. What's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes. So every time you use it, you risk dying. It isn't worth it. Look. Everybody wants to be cool, but doing it with crack isn't just wrong, it could be dead wrong. CT and Jiffin. When should the plug be pulled on a critically ill astronaut? The day they sneeze. (laughs) The day they sneeze. If I see a rash, I'm talking you into going to pick up my pen in the ejection pod, (laughs) and all of a sudden you're, you're out. Go help Bill out in the airlock. He, he needs some help. CT and Jiven. I'm CT. I am Jiven. You can check us out online, ctandjiven.com, C-T-A-N-D-J-I-V-I-N.com. CT and Jiven. Next, 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 next. Oh, next is now. It is Next Cast 4. I'm Hefe. That is Dubs. Thank you for downloading it. MySpace.com slash Next Radio. It's not enough for you to visit. You have to get at least one friend or two mm. to do as well and add us. 
MySpace.com slash Next Radio, Next Radio Fans, RonFez.net, FullBlownAids.com. Visit all those sites and continue to support the next cast. Dubs, as we are now upon story number six. Story. Story number six. Free condoms, HIV tests for New York City elderly. The majority of New Yorkers infected will be over the age of 50 in 10 years, according to a study. So there was a condom giveaway as part of the New York City's Department of Aging to educate older people about the risks of contracting the virus that causes AIDS. After the free condom giveaway, free HIV testing was offered. Age education of the elderly has become an important issue as antiretroviral drugs that can keep patients living into their golden years changes the face of AIDS. And experts warn that ignorance about HIV among seniors can lead to new infections. With old people, it has to be kind of tough to tell if they have AIDS or not because, really, no, seriously, (laughs) seriously, old people, they get frail. It's not like you can really tell health-wise because... Older people have health problems as it is, so you don't know what's causing it. It could be a nice case of AIDS. Is that a liver spot or a lesion? <laughs> I'm sorry, Grandma. I can't tell whether or not that is uh, what. Who cares? What's the point? There's nothing more selfish than an old person. You've lived a decent life. You made it to 50. Stop being so stingy and stop being so greedy Get the AIDS. Get the HIV. You got to go out at some point. I don't think it'll really matter for an old person if they got AIDS. It's just five more pills they have to take a day to add to their 20 that they're already on. They're just adding pills at that point. It doesn't matter to them anymore. If you make it to that age, you got to think at least to yourself, God damn, I can bear back it. It's cool. I made it this long. I'm all right with it. Now that they have to worry about AIDS, too. I mean, they're going to have to take their AIDS pill along with their water pill and their vitamin C pill. That's basically the change in their life if an old person has AIDS. On the flip side, if you are an old person, you probably would want to wear a dome just because you'd need that lubrication, because I don't think that happens naturally anymore, you know what I mean? So you're going to want a dome, and at least for that, unless you're thinking about old guys just spitting on the knob. And then- <laughs> I think that's what's going on, you know? They're just they're hawking a big old person loogie. <laughs> It <laughs> smells like some kind of medicine. I'm sure... Robitussin. Yeah. Uh, infections are happening. A physician from Howard Particles University... food. From Howard <laughs> University Hospital in Washington recently diagnosed an unsuspected HIV case in an 82-year-old. <laughs> you're 82! So what? Yeah. Maybe you've had it for 20 years, and you're like Magic Johnson, and it didn't matter. You got it back in the 80s when everyone was getting it. You made it! Stop taking up the drugs for all the other younger people that may... See, that's the thing, too. Old people are so greedy, they won't even let younger people have these drugs. They're taking up these drugs when they easily could go to someone in their 20s. Dubs. What? You're a little skinny. That's all all I'm going to say right now. I'm healthy. I'm taking uh, taking care of myself. Now, they handed out condoms Mm -hmm. to these people and uh, free HIV tests. The reaction was a good from the elderly. It's going to take a little while for people to really, truly say, hey, this is something that could affect my demographic. I know that uh, old people are suckers for slogans. Mm-hmm. So I've got a few slogans maybe that will help out getting these people uh, excited about HIV tests. Okay. Don't break a hip over the hiv. 
let's throw that one out there. Maybe they can get into it. My T-cells have fallen and I can't get them up. <laughs> How about this one? AIDS. It's not just for blacks anymore. What? <laughs> I, you hold on. Normally I get mad, but then I think about it. They're like, oh, it's, that, that can't happen to me. That only happens to the colors. The colors. Old people are racist. Jesus. HIV. It's like a game of bridge, but you die. Then how's it like a game of bridge? I don't get I, it. I'm just trying to get them excited about the testing. It's nothing like a game of bridge, but they'll never know that. Milk your kids longer, get tested for AIDS. I don't know that the New York Department of Aging, which, by the way, good for them that they have one of those, I don't think that they're going to get on board with any of these slogans. How about this one? You're already irrelevant. Don't become a statistic, too. <laughs> Next. Story number five. Keeping it with old people. Because we found out and done the studies, and those are the people who are downloading the next casts. Mm-hmm. So this is for you. Uh, elderly woman was mugged for 11 cents, and she says that she hopes her attacker learned a lesson. I have not heard this next download yet. It's all going to be new to me. Dubs, you have it for us, though. Next download. I know a Texas mugger hit an all-time low, robbing an 81-year-old woman just for 11 cents. The attack happened in Dallas in the 11,000 block of Dixfield. NBC5's David Quinlan has the story. It may not be that far of a walk. I must keep walking or I will get so I can't walk. But it may be the last for this 81-year-old grandma. I felt sick. I was disappointed in me and him. Well, call her Rose because we want to protect her identity. She was walking home from the market Friday when a young man approached her. And then he was right in my face and he said very quietly, give me your wallet. I have a gun, and I'll shoot you. At first, Rose thought he was joking. (laughs) Gave him everything she had. Eleven cents. And not only was she mugged of eleven cents, but the crook also took her cell phone. She couldn't call anyone for help. Instead, she went over here to the fire station. Why would she call anybody for help for losing eleven cents? You know the old bitch couldn't use that cell phone anyway. You know she hadn't figured that thing out well, yet. You probably you, just did her a favor. And have you seen the cell phones for old people yet? Yeah, aren't they huge? Yeah, it's like they have the a big huge numbers. Ones, the big numbers and everything. It's hilarious. Guys walking around with uh. <laughs> now, now that guy, that guy stole that cell phone. He's walking around with this big old person cell phone, like a big ass calculator. Mm-hmm. Next to download. He went over here to the fire station. I let her in, and she said she had been mugged. Stan Hughes was on duty when Rose knocked on his door. Mike, that's crap. You are not mugged if someone took your 11 cents. Yeah. I think for it to be an official mugging, you at least have to lose, like, a paper currency. Even if it's just uh, George Washington, you're officially mugged. You know, if you just say 11 cents taken from you. You donated to the homeless. (laughs) Yeah, at At, that point. You gave a bum some change and a phone. So what? Next download. He got her a glass of water, then called for help. I wanted to go get him. Which was worth more than 11 cents. We all did. After all, it was only 8.30 in the morning. People were around when Rose was cornered. People need to care more. They need to watch out for their neighbors. Police never did catch the crook. And I said, what would your mother think of you? (laughs) He didn't reply. Rose made it home in one piece. Sure, she's rattled. I'm afraid he was a beginning mugger, and I was a beginning muggy. But she's certainly much stronger for it. I really believe that I shouldn't change. Do you? 
in Dallas, David Quinlan, and V.C. I don't know if you caught this on there, too. She refused to put her face on TV. She didn't want to be identified, so they, they put one of those blue wigs on her. I swear to God. They put <laughs> oh, one of her... They're just running a bit on this chick. And uh, they shot her from behind, you know? Hot. So, uh, so I ended up... I, I went on, and I found uh, a picture of her. Hold on. Here's what she looks Dude, like. I'm not right looking. Dude, I'm not right looking. Here. I'm not looking. Why are you... Stop showing me your package, man. Put it away, dude. Because all old people look like balls. That's a picture of her. What's wrong with you, man? Just saggy skin and balls. That's what they look like. How am I supposed to go on after that? What the hell are you doing? What are you talking about? We are in a radio station doing this. And there's a webcam right there. I hope it's off. Story, story number four, four, four. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to try to uh, regroup after that. Uh, J-Dubs, this is actually pretty big. Shocking revelations of drinking and sabotage come out of NASA. We got a next download for this one, too. Next download. In the aftermath of astronaut Lisa Nowak's February arrest for attempted kidnapping of another astronaut's love interest, NASA set up a panel to study the space agency's medical and psychological screening process. In its investigation, the panel apparently turned up some serious allegations. According to Aviation Week magazine, which obtained a copy of the report, two astronauts were allowed to fly, even after flight surgeons and other astronauts warned they were so intoxicated they posed a flight safety risk. The panel also found, according to Aviation Week, quote, heavy use of alcohol, end quote, by astronauts within 12 hours of launch. Thursday, following a brief... All right, let me say this. So what? They aren't flying those things anymore. You're about to go into space if you want to take the edge off. Look at NASA's history. Mm. I would also, too, need to be in some sort of an altered state, preferably a colonoscopy state, if you're going to shoot me up into space. I don't see what the problem is here. Yeah, I mean, if we're sending these people into space with all that fuel around them and, you know, the possibility of that thing just blowing up around you, yeah, I think you should be able to have a few drinks before and just maybe party it up for one last time, which it could be. Very, very well could be your last time on Earth, given the track record so far. Next download. Thursday, following a briefing on the next shuttle flight, NASA's deputy administrator said he had never dealt with safety issues involving inebriated astronauts. There's not been a disciplinary action or anything I've been involved with regarding this type of activity. Two former shuttle astronauts we spoke with found the allegations, quote, mind-boggling. One told me he was not aware of anyone, quote, unduly using alcohol prior to launch. The other said, quote, not a chance. This former commander said he would have, quote, thrown the person off the crew. It's not known on what flights these incidents supposedly took place or whether the names of the astronauts involved will ever be released. Another NASA official spoke to the Associated Press saying the allegations of pre-launch drinking are based on anonymous interviews and are unsubstantiated. John Zarella, CNN, at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. I guess the other thing, too, was that NASA had a subcontractor that cut the wires in the space station on a computer. Mm. And so they're hoping to have this fixed. 
There's so many issues with NASA right now. I mean, it's this constant struggle they've got going on. I think this proves we never went to the moon. I think this is definitive proof that NASA can't have its stuff together enough for us to have made it to the moon and it was done on a soundstage. I will agree with you with this. I would say NASA is 40% genius, 60% luck. They're like, I think we got this down. I think we can do it. We need a, a win right now. So let's cross our fingers and hope that this thing makes it to the moon. You know? So I would say that it's not as calculated and as smart as they put themselves off to be. But I don't think that they fake a whole lot. What are some other professions that should be allowed to drink on the job? I think radio is a given, obviously. Yeah. I think it's stupid that for some reason you can't drink if you're operating a control board in radio. I think any kind of... uh, Cop. Anything with stress, I think, you know, you should be able to have a few drinks. I don't think you should be plastered, but I think you should be able to loosen up if you want to. Don't most people do their job better if they've probably had about two drinks in them? They may be happier with it, more relaxed. I'm not talking about being drunk. Yeah, just a, a couple drinks, something But if to my pilot up. wants to have a couple of brews before we take off... Or during. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah especially if it's during, because he's not doing anything. The plane's flying itself. Childcare workers, too, I think, also should be allowed to drink. A shot. I think you have a little Johnny Walker yourself, and you pour a little uh, Grey Goose into a bottle, knock the children out, and maybe you go on and have a party from there. Now, this proves the fallacy of, quote-unquote... I'm not going to say heroes, but those people that you looked up to whenever you were in school. You know, you're supposed to look up to astronauts, cops, priests, teachers. You know, all the people that you were supposed to go tell if someone was touching you probably are the people that are touching you. (laughs) It was always odd to find out when you were a kid that uh, people that you looked up to were human. When you saw your teacher out of school shopping at the local IGA, you'd be like, what the hell's going on? She's uh, not in a classroom. It feels so odd to me. You get kind of scared. Or if you saw one of your local cops that maybe, you know, you saw a lot. Uh, I lived in a small town, so we had like five or six cops. And if you ever saw them in street clothing, it was just one of the oddest things ever. It, It was so out of place for you. I've just become actually really good buddies with a cop here in the Tampa area, Mm -hmm. and he's really kind of told me his whole life story, and I'm like, you're so screwed up. He's my buddy, but you're so screwed up. Yet people are coming to you for help, and yet I know all your prejudices now. It's just more than ever, I will never understand people just because they're told to who will not question authority. I have so many friends that have become either soldiers or uh, cops or something like that. You know what kind of degenerate losers they really are, but now they've been put into a position of power where they get a gun. Or even a teacher. My mom's a teacher. She's getting drunk, uh, getting tattoos at the age of 50. Yeah, she's a uh, teacher of retarded children. Yeah, and she just yells out the word retard all the time. Yet there are people who refuse to question the president or the vice president just because of the stature that they hold. You have to question authority. Story number three. Next. A groundbreaking new study says obesity is contagious, spreading through social networks, friends, more than family or neighbors. It's the friends who are actually making you fatter. 
According to the study, more than likely if you have buddies, no matter where they are, if they're on the other side of the world and you keep up on MySpace or you hang around with them, if you hang around fat people, you're going to end up getting fatter. Do you buy it? If you ever go to a happy hour anywhere and you look at the hens sitting around, the old women, they'll be the hot milfy type ones sitting together and just the fat secretary ones sitting together and they're all kind of friends and they have the same body type so it's really something i believe in and remember when we first started hanging out we both got real fat together because i don't know we would go to lunch together we'd order this same kind of crap and i think it's because your friends tend to be the people that you work with so you tend to have a similar lifestyle yeah I think it's more about that. Now, you talked about us at that time. I was going to use us as a reason to disprove this theory because since you've moved in with me and my chick, your weight has dropped immensely Mm. and mine has gone up because Dubs came in with these awful eating habits of pizza every night and pastas and drinking and stuff when you very first moved in with us. We were on a diet, and we were like, oh, screw it. Dubs is buying pizza. We'll just go ahead and have some pizza. And each of us put on 10 to 15 pounds, yet that was the only meal that you were eating. Mm -hmm. So you ended up losing weight over that time. I don't know if I necessarily buy that. I think it's more about your particular lifestyle than your friends. Because, again... You know, my girlfriend and I have just recently gotten into this thing. We're going to be real healthy. I've lost those 15 pounds. You know, she's lost her weight. We're eating healthy. We try to rub it off on you, but you won't even touch anything green. I won't touch anything, period. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll drink a monster. I'll have a, a little food every day, but not much. And that's why you're down to a buck 40. I'm not a, a 140 pounds. I'm above that. So I don't know that I necessarily believe this completely. I think, and I don't even know, too, about how it's your friends and their social networks, you know, that even people you keep up with on a MySpace, like my buddy Lefty and our buddy Shafee, those, again, are two very skinny guys. They've always been, though. I don't know how their eating habits would rub off on me. I think the problem is that I'm around you guys. I see you guys eating, so I'll eat that way. But I don't have the same metabolism as you, and you guys stay skinny, and I continue to balloon up. (laughs) Except for now, I'm getting closer and closer to once again being Radio's Vin Diesel. Or podcasting's (laughs) Vin Diesel. Next, with El Jefe and J-Dubs. What's next? All right, Dubs, on the way, we'll do a complete recap. We'll also talk about what didn't make the cut in stories number two and one. It is next cast four. All of that is next with us. I'll have fan J-Dubs. Tuesday. Pony, I love you. Sleep talk. Things all work out. I have dibs on your room. Leads to sweet talk. Who's the boss? Then a birthday bash. <laughs> Shampoo. Perfect size for you. Yes, at least a two-year supply. <laughs> Just the ten of us after Who's the Boss? <laughs> Dubs, it's summer, it's vacation time. Whenever you're going and you're visiting the family, you can't take your porn stash with you. 
you try to use stuff in the spank bank. But if you're like me, you got to have movement. You got to have audio. And that's why I'm so excited about our buddies at MidnightMonkey.com. I know when I go home to see my mom or whoever, I stay in a room where there's a computer right there. But I'm still so worried to go on there, go to the porn sites, and uh, do my thing because I don't want you know there to be some kind of thing left over on the computer from me going to those sites. But I have nothing to worry about with MidnightMonkey.com because it's right there on my mobile phone. It's very easy to use. You access the internet on your mobile phone. You go to MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E, and you hit search, go, and you enjoy. Now, don't be thrown off. If you go to the regular website on your, like, computer, it's a completely different website if you type in MidnightMonkey.com. you got to access it through your mobile phone. And, again, that's the brilliance of it because you can take it anywhere you want to go. So can the girls you get on the videos at MidnightMonkey.com. And right now they're having a special first month. It's a discounted rate. So check out our buddies as they're now a proud sponsor of the next cast, making it possible at MidnightMonkey.com. MidnightMonkey.com. It fills your belly button. There's a little player in every man. Pro-life got the wavy look. No rock come through wavy look. Pro-life got the look. He's a player man. Try new players. The only no rod, no lie wave and curl kit with a voice instruction cassette tape inside. No more complicated instructions or rollers. Just listen to the cassette tape comb players through, and in minutes, you'll be a pro line player's man. I love the way the look of a player's man. What's happening? It's Shafee, and you're listening to Next with El Jefe and J Dubs. A couple close personal friends of mine. Good dudes. But you know that. Now, you must be pretty cool if you're listening to Next, because all the kids are doing it, but check it out. I want to personally invite each and every one of you to check my show out. A show that uh, uh, Hefe and Dubs are very familiar with. They were there in the beginning. Well, not the very beginning, but close to the very beginning. The Skankshift, exclusively on Skankshift.com. You can also find us and listen to our show at myspace.com slash skankshift247. That's myspace.com slash skankshift247. Check out the show. Add us as a friend and uh, enjoy. Trust me, you'll love it. You'll fall in love. You'll fall in love. Who doesn't want to fall in love? Everybody wants to fall in love, and I'm telling you... Listen to the Skank Shift and fall in love. Check us out, skankshift.com. El Jefe, Dubs, I'll see you guys soon, man. Back to next. Viva la Skank Shift. It's Shafee, and he goes, peace. Viva la Skank Shift! Shafee! Viva la Skank Shift! Next. 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 Not next worthy. Here are some stories that didn't make the cut, but are worth a mention. Coming up on stories number two and one, but these weren't it. It's next cast four. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. Michael Vick getting indicted, going in, pleading not guilty. His jersey's no longer being sold anymore by the NFL. Yeah, and I've... Joey Harrington, Dubs, <laughs> once again, the cockroach of the NFL. Yeah, he keeps on falling into these situations where he's able to uh, start at a major team. But I don't think he's uh, put into a position to succeed at all here. I think the Falcons will be better off with him. Mark my words, I think that's going to happen. Michael Vick, I once again don't see the big deal. It doesn't bother me, the dog fighting. Maybe I'm heartless, maybe I'm soulless. I, I think 
people value animals too much. Now, I love my animals to death, mm-hmm. but I think we, for some reason in our society, American society, value pets and animals more than we value other human beings. Uh, also, J-Dubs, Pelosi named one of Capitol Hill's most beautiful people, Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. Speaker of the House. I think she's hot. And I've always thought she's hot, and I'm kind of glad that she got this recognition. I, I'm not. I'm not into her. I've you know seen her on. You know, There's a Stepford wife thing about her, and that smile, and she's got great boobs for an old lady. I mean, I think they're enhanced. They're really, really. You nice. think so? You think they might? Uh, she might oh, have, there's uh, no doubt. Come on, she's from California. Uh, Pat Tillman developments. More and more people in the government are going down on this. Ew. No, that's not what I mean. As far as well, like, at least uh, at least he's getting something out of the deal because he totally got screwed over. Three star generals. This is a guy who is truly a hero because mm-hmm. in our world, it's shocking you would give up the NFL to go fight in a war that you didn't believe in, and then your government screws screws you on how your story is told. Well, uh, and that, that's the whole thing. None of us would have looked at. Him and his story as any less heroic exactly. if they would have given us the real story. I, it was just a heroic thing for him to do in the first place. You don't have to lie to everybody over it. Uh, Lindsay Lohan getting into more trouble with the DUI, mm-hmm. more cocaine found on her. This is right after she got let out of rehab like two or three weeks earlier. And everyone's talking about how hot her mugshot is. I didn't find it high. I thought it was a little bit... Uh, tranny. Nah. She, I thought it was tranny. She looked like I a, think I see an Adam's apple. <laughs> I think... I've always thought she was really cute, but... Uh, she looks older than she is. Well, I, I mean, the drugs and alcohol really do put years on you. But no, even like three or four years ago when like she did Mean Girls, she still looked older than she actually was. And then also, too, this is one of the big ones that people are going to be talking a lot about, but, you know, whatever. Pot. One joint can uh, be risky behavior because they say it can, they they say it'll screw with your brain chemistry and it can make you psychotic. One joint has that possibility we according have, to a study. We have completely gone back to reefer madness. Now we are totally back to the just completely demonizing any kind of drugs out there. It, it's getting ridiculous. Unless it's the drugs to get high on for a colonoscopy. Right, President Bush? Next two. Story number two. <sighs> this one I could talk about for three days. However, we got about four minutes. So we'll start off with the next download, Dubs. Next download. Today, NBA Commissioner David Stern addressed accusations that a referee bet on games and then affected the outcome of those games. So we start with the scandal in the basketball arena and ABC's Dan Harris. Dan? Charlie, good evening. The NBA insists this appears to be an isolated case. But the commissioner said today that allegations of rigged games are the worst thing that can happen to a professional sports league. Today, NBA Commissioner David Stern said the betting scandal involving former referee Tim Donaghy was the worst and most serious situation he's experienced in the 40 years he's been associated with the league. This is not something that is anything other than an act of betrayal of what we know in sports is a sacred trust. We think we have here a rogue, isolated criminal. All right, let me start there. Bullshit. Bullshit. 
bullshit. This league, of which I'm a huge fan, and as we do next cast four, I'm wearing my Dallas Mavericks gear. This league is notorious for giving preferential treatment to its stars. One of the most longest-lasting highlights that you see on Gatorade, any highlight for the uh, NBA, is of an offensive foul committed by Michael Jordan where he pushes down Brian Russell of the Utah Jazz, literally pushes him away for a game-winning shot. The NBA and its officials for the longest time have been corrupt in some sort of manner, and now it's all finally going to get corrected because one guy ended up betting on it all. These are career officials. These are people, this is their only thing in life to do. Unlike the NFL where they hire lawyers and it's just a weekend job for these people, something fun for them, it's a passion job. You get these career officials coming in, for some reason... Being an official in the NBA, being a part of what you grew up watching and loving, isn't enough for them anymore. They need to bet on them. They need to become the stars themselves. Oh, and they do. There are certain Joey Crawford, Benny Salvatore. Who's the other guy? I can't think of his name now, but the guy who raced Charles Barkley in that race, Mm -hmm. Dick Bavetta. Those guys like to be the center of attention, and it's a huge problem with the NBA. I think, well, let's continue on and I'll get into more of my conspiracy theory. More of the uh, next download, Dubs. Next download. Law enforcement officials tell ABC News they believe Donaghy was a referee with a gambling problem who got into debt and hooked up with bookies with mob connections. If all this is true, Donaghy apparently fooled his bosses and his colleagues. Timmy was part of my crew at one time. To have suspicions about something of that nature... uh, Absolutely not. Uh, I I trusted him. Basketball experts say it would be reasonably easy for a referee to affect the outcome of a game, mostly by calling fouls. Sports gambling expert R.J. Bell says there are some troubling patterns in Donaghy's record. Last season, in the 15 games that Tim Donaghy refereed, in which there was extreme money bet on one side, one team bet more than the other, the betters won every time. The odds of that happening by pure chance are over 32,000 to 1. The scrutiny and mistrust will likely expand exponentially if more referees are implicated, which Commissioner Stern could not rule out today. If you have one rogue official, as we appear to have in this case, that's bad enough, and that does cast a shadow over the season. But to have three, four, or more, even two, that really makes it that much worse. Today, Commissioner Stern said he will do anything, virtually regardless of cost, to reestablish trust with the fans. He knows the stakes are high here. As one sports writer put it, families who pay hundreds of dollars for tickets want to know they're seeing pro basketball, not pro wrestling. What he's going to have to end up doing is working with his arch nemesis, Mark Cuban, of my Dallas Mavericks, who years ago said there's something wrong with the officiating, started keeping statistics for it that Mm -hmm. the NBA officially adopted, and I wish he would talk about it more, but what photo did the New York Post put up on their paper whenever they were about to announce this huge thing? Could this game have been rigged? A picture of the 2006 NBA Finals between my Dallas Mavericks and the Miami Heat. So many people thought, is this official who they're about to name, who eventually turned out to be Donaghy, was he working in these NBA Finals? Now, he was not. 
But that's even more so of an indictment on the officials and on the league when the majority of the mainstream press says he had, whoever it is, had to have been working the 2006 NBA Finals, which I feel the Mavericks got screwed on. And Dwayne Wade, if you looked at him wrong, got a foul called because they thought that one was rigged. So and he, and he wasn't even involved in it. This is such a huge issue for the league. When you catch uh, uh, an official like this, he is usually not the only one. He's just the dumbest one. He's the one that allowed himself to be caught. There's probably uh, four or five other ones in there that they all had some kind of racket going where they bet on more games, the games that each of them were officiating, and were able to make even more money. They had probably a whole network going. And there's this whole thing, too, about the Suns and how they got screwed in Game 3 against the Spurs this year. And look it up on YouTube. Somebody put together this little package of Donaghy and his calls and how it directly affected the outcome. This is so big, man. (laughs) I was watching ESPN, and uh, I guess Donaghy, he was uh, officiating the game with the fight of Pistons and the Pacers. Yeah. I'm blaming the fight on him, too. I think he rigged that fight. I think he set that up. Well, Rasheed Wallace, he got a seven-game suspension because he was so mad at an official, I believe at a game at Madison Square Garden, that he went and confronted the official after the game. Mm-hmm. Tim Donaghy. So I think Mark Cuban, Rasheed Wallace... All these guys should be given any money back that they had to pay to the league for these technical fouls. And a face-to-face apology from David Stern. I'm declaring a war on Stern. Not Howard. David. I'm coming after you. I've wanted to do this for a long time, David Stern. Ever since my team got screwed in the 2006 NBA Finals, hopefully, finally, this fixes things. I want to walk away from the game. But I can't walk away from my maths. They just—they're too much a part of who I am and what I've grown up with. Where I can't do it. Could you walk away from the Lions? No. If this happened in the NFL. Well, I mean, I've been put through so much from the Lions. I don't need officials to screw me. I got a quarterback and uh, wide receivers that don't catch the ball. They screw me enough. I don't think that even you know having this whole crap go down in the NFL would really deter me either. After you've spent so much time with something and put so much time into something, it's hard to walk from it, no matter how much BS it puts you through. The first way you fix it, you fire David Stern. Next. If you missed it, here's what was next. All right, Dubs, quick recap, then we'll get to story number one on Next Cast 4. Number 10, the news helicopters mid-air collision in Phoenix. Number 9, <laughs> such an ass, MySpace.com sex offender profiles. Sad. JW's 517. Number hey. 8, Bush's colonoscopy. Number 7, volunteering for jellyfish stings and what you would do for money that you're not very proud of. JW's 517. Number 6, <laughs> condoms and HIV tests for the NYC elderly. Number 5, old woman mugged for 11 cents. Number 4, the NASA problems with the drinking astronauts, which I say isn't a big deal. And then the sabotage on the computers for the space station, that's a big deal. Number three, fat is contagious. I'll have a seven. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Number two, the National Betting Association. Dubs. That brings us to number one. Thanks. Number one. Nummerzeichen eins. Numero uno. Numero one. The number one story. Okay, what? Unbuilt Maui television station lands questionable call letters. The call letters KUNT have been added to a yet-built low-power digital television station 
in Maui. Of course, Cunt Television, (laughs) uh, they found this among the 15-page list of call letters to be used uh, and issued by the Federal Communications Commission and released this week. The same owner also received KWTF for a station in Arizona. Of course, K, what the fuck? Yeah. So... How does this happen, FCC? How do you go, oh, yeah, cunt, cunt TV. Let's throw it out there. Obviously, whoever bought this is running a bit because they do cunt and uh, KWTF. Actually, no. The vice president, Kevin Bay, of KM Communications said, It's extremely embarrassing for me and my company, and we will file to change those call letters immediately. I don't. So they acted like they had no idea. Yet, I've looked at their radio holdings. And their radio holdings kind of shows maybe this is it. They got a country station, KKKN. They always have a radio battle with KIKE. Well, that's the financial station. So <laughs> now there's KUMM, which is just dirty when you think about it, for cum television. And finally, the one that I th- found was the most offensive because it's their hip-hop station, WIGR, Wigger Radio. And uh, actually, they simulcast with... K-F-E-D. K-Fed? Yes, K-Fed. Gotcha. Wigger and K-Fed goes hand <laughs> All in hand. Right. What do you think they're going to air on Cunt TV? Give me a break. I think Give Me a Break <laughs> is a perfect show for Cunt. Uh, that coupled with Facts of Life will be their sitcom hour. Oprah, of course. Oh, yeah, that, that Cunt. And the, uh, and, and, the, and the Cunts from The View will be on Cunt TV of in Maui. Course. They got to have a news department. So I hear it's a CBS affiliate with Katie Couric. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. On Cunt TV. Yeah. All right, that was gratuitous. Next, next <laughs> on Come the next on. episode. It's silly. That's the freedom of doing it on the internet, though. Come on, Cunt. Terrestrial's going to try to do that, and they won't be able to. Although Satellite will have a field day with it. All right, Dubs. By the next episode, what would you like people to get done? Um. What do I do every week? Absolutely nothing. Accomplish nothing this week, and you'll have accomplished something. I will say, uh, I got turned on to a couple of things from our buddy Garrett and the band Irrational, irrationalband.com. Mm-hmm. One was the website I mentioned earlier, the new MySpace. It's, it's kind of bigger overseas, but Trig... T-R-I-G.com slash Next Radio. We got a profile on there. And he also gave me the new Nine Inch Nails CD. The Year Zero, I believe it's called. And the Year Zero. to it? Shut up. <laughs> it's great, though. It really is very good. But what I wanted to say, though, along those lines, is the power of the word of mouth. And so, you know, he's like, here. Or the use of it. <laughs> here, you got to listen to these. You got to go to these check these out i want people to do the same thing with the next cast you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. don't pick five friends pick one buddy who has a very similar interest to you and humor say you gotta give this a listen hopefully you get them hooked too myspace.com slash next radio trig.com slash next radio uh next radio fans.com fullblownaids.com ronfez.net thank you everybody for your support so far Download all the previous Next Casts and also Next, the next M202, the virus. Dubs, anything else? 5,000. Until next time, bitch, we out. 5,000.
it yours? No, I... Your mother said she found it in your closet. I don't know. One of the guys was... Must have what? Look, Dad, it's Where not... Where did you get it? Dad, Answer I... me. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. Parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. The greatest battle in the history of the universe is about to begin. The Rulons! They're about to attack! Quickly, we'll have to trap them in the canyon. The Dimetrodons are harmless. Leave them be. The clever dino riders seal off the escape route. It's up to you, Commandos. Now! Leaping into the path of the thundering giants, the Commandos close off the front of the pass. Blast them to bits, Batman. Put this in your Easter basket, Krulos. Don't forget to ride home, Rulons. The dino riders put on the finishing touches. But Krulos escapes on Tyrannosaurus Rex. Look out! Sky! The Stegosaurus! Take this, lizard lips. I'll be back, Krista. The battle is over, but the action's just beginning with a complete Dino Riders collection. Dino Riders!